Well, we are live again, and praise the Lord. Welcome back to our fourth live stream. And I've got Martin live Good with evening, us. viewers. And uh, Brother Patrick is Good live e with us. Good evening, dear friends. And it's a wonderful blessing to do these every week. And for this evening, we want to look at devil possession. Is it possible for a Christian to be devil-possessed, or as they normally say, demon-possessed? Mental health, what is it all about? What does it consist of? Uh, on top of that, we want to look at suicide, suicide in scripture. This, of course, is a live stream, so bear with us if the audio is a bit uh, flaky or if the visual drops in or drops out. But for this evening, what we want to attempt to do is our first live visual Bible study. If you listen to us every Sunday, we do audio live streaming and uh, you hear yours truly going out live through the Internet. This will be our first visual and we want many people to get a blessing to read along with us patrick are you still with us i'm with you yes praise the lord martin has just dropped out of the stream but hopefully yes. he'll be back very shortly so technical i want to start problem maybe yeah technical problems but we push on i want to do something which we've never done before this mm. will be a live bible study looking at devil possession yes i want to, I want to start in matthew chapter eight yes uh, matthew chapter eight and i hope you've got your bibles open I want to spend yes. about 15 or 20 minutes looking at devil possession. Sometimes we, we use the term demon possession. I know I do. It's not uh, the right way to call it. It is devil possession. Uh, if you go back to antiquity, if you go back to the Greeks, they would say that there was such a thing as a good demon. Of course, we know there's no such thing as a good demon. So the correct term, the Bible definition will be devil possession. Let's start in Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8, like verse 28. And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gerasians, they made him too possessed with devils coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. So Matthew tells us there are two characters, whereas Mark and Luke uh, only mentioned once. And it says when he came to the other side into the country of the Gerasians, which is near Galilee, and we've been to Galilee, Patrick and I, beautiful parts of uh, Israel. Yes. They met him Absol too. Absolutely. Not just one, but they met him too, possessed with devils, not demons. The word demon isn't a Bible term. Devils, in the plurality, coming out of the tombs, like tombstones, exceeding fierce. They got supernatural strength so that no man might pass by that way. This is a very hilly area, incidentally, if you wonder what Israel looks like. Galilee, also known as the... Uh, river tiberius named after the emperor tiberius is a beautiful lake and uh, we were there was it 15 years ago patrick 15 years ago yes do you remember yes i do i 15 remember or very 16 well. years ago 15 or 16 years ago yeah about 16 yeah. years ago yeah and you got the lord getting out of a boat it says how two met him and i'll explain the difference between matthew's accounts and mark and luke shortly two possessed with devils the plurality not just one devil but de a devil's plurality coming out of the tombs, so they have an affinity uh, with tombs, like tombstones, exceeding fierce, very powerful, like I say, you couldn't restrain such a character, so that no man might pass by that way. Look at verse 29, and behold, they cried out, saying, what are we to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? Keep your hand there and go to Revelation chapter 14, Revelation chapter 14. The background when it comes to devil possession is sometimes underplayed, sometimes it's overplayed. We might say this, we might say, uh, I got a bad feeling about him, I think he's devil possessed, or I got a bad feeling about her, I think she's devil possessed. 
not always uh, right to say that because sometimes it may just be a personality issue. But again, from 29, and behold, they cried out, they spoke out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? They knew who he was and what he was. Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? Revelation chapter 14, Revelation chapter 14, look at verse 9. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice. There's the contrast to a devil-possessed person, a loud voice. Be an angel speaking with a loud voice. This angel has the authority from heaven, whereas the demons have the authority from hell. If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. <clears throat> and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever. And they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Go back to Matthew chapter 8, go back to 28 again. And when he was come into the other side, into the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee? Why are you here? What is your purpose coming to our island, Jesus? Thou son of God, art thou come hither to torment us before the time? They are already planning for the worst case scenario. They think that he's coming to destroy them. Of course, he came to save life, not to destroy it. But one day, like Revelation 14, those who take the mark of the beast are going to be punished with everlasting fire and destruction in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. He's going to watch you. He's going to observe you. Look at verse 30. And there was a good way off from them and heard of many swine feeding. If you think back to the book of Leviticus, for a Jew to eat a pig, swine specifically would be prohibited. It would be considered to be sacrilege. If you think about Acts chapter 10, when uh, Peter was arguing with the Lord about what he could and couldn't eat, the Lord said to him, uh, slay Peter, or he said to Peter, kill and eat. Uh, kill the animal. Anything that I say is uh, clean is now clean. And you have no business to say that it's unclean. So we've got a guy, at least one, but here two, hanging around with uh, pigs in a part of town near Galilee. And it says uh, there was a good way off from them and heard of many, not just some, many swine feeding. So if these are two Jews that are devil possessed hanging around pigs, you know that you've got a problem. In the word of God, it says how women, unsaved women, are known as pigs. Unsaved men are known as dogs. Look at verse 31. So the devils besought him saying if thou cast us out suffer us to go away into the herd of swine you've got a two-way communication here jesus is speaking to the demons or devils and the devils the demons are speaking back to him two groups of people two entities the father speaks to the son the son speaks to the father so the devils besought him begged him saying if thou cast us out <coughs> suffer allow us to go away into the herd of swine because pigs were unclean animals. Mm. And you've seen uh, an angry dog. And I remember many years ago, we knew a dog, or we knew, we knew a person who owned a dog, a dog called Max, a very angry dog. Mm. Was this an Alsatian, Patrick? Or no, German it was shepherd? A, cro a cross between um, a Rottweiler, I believe, and a German Shepherd. Mm. Right. Oh, yes, oh. yes. Very, not, uh, not the best on the one breed. hand, a very 
nice dog, if that makes sense. And on the other hand, a very angry dog, a dog, would you yeah. say, Patrick? Yes, very angry. But then he'd been very badly treated, which probably made True. him like that. But sometimes, if you come across angry animals, you're thinking about devil possession, unclean spirits. Uh, <clears throat> sometimes cats can be quite ferocious. Yeah. But I'm struck with 31. If thou cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. They are pleading with the Lord, if you want to drive us out, let us go into the animals. Because, of course, unclean spirits haven't got bodies. They need a body to live inside of, of course. Uh, and he said unto them, 32, go. And when they were come out, they went into the herd of swine. And behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea and perished in the waters. If you've got a group of pigs elsewhere, uh, the number is 2,000. And the Lord has said to these unclean spirits, okay, come out of these two unsaved men, two lost souls, devil-possessed, perhaps homosexuals, I'm going to suggest, hanging around tombs, they got an affinity with death, tombstones. Yep. If you think of Goths, Gothics, yep. always very interested in hanging around uh, dark places, uh, looking very angry, looking very pale, even wearing black uh, lipstick. Mm. Look at verse uh, 33. And they that kept them fled and went their ways into the city and told everything. And what was befallen to the possessed of the devils, word got out pretty quick as you would imagine, and behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coast. So man has no need for the Lord. And here he's come across two characters, like I say. They are debating the Lord. They are having a discussion with the Lord. He is entertaining them, incidentally. He doesn't silence them. He allows them to speak. Go to Mark chapter 5. Now Mark gives you more material from this so matthew is levi of course the tax collector mark is john mark and of course mark was peter's secretary uh mark chapter five and you get a lot more material mm. from mark chapter five mark chapter five like verse one and they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the gadareans they being the apostles of the lord of course gadareans gennesarets uh Gergesons, all different names, but it's the same place, like the Sea of Tiberias, the Sea of Galilee. Uh, there's another name for that lake, which I can't remember. Going back to, I think it's Joshua 24. Sometimes you get different names for the same place. Two, and when he was come out of the ship immediately, there met him out of the tombs a man, one man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains because he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. He's like a wild animal. Wow. So yeah. Mark tells you there's one. Matthew tells you there's two. And Luke will say there's one. So what's going on? Well, it's like blind, uh, blind Bartimaeus. One character, and yet sometimes it's spoken about as two people. But, of course, Bartimaeus is the main character. And we'll discuss how to harmonize this piece of scripture because sometimes if you speak to an unsaved person, they may attempt to argue that there was a contradiction here. Not at all. But, uh, but go back to verse 2. And when he was come out of the ship, maybe in Peter's ship, immediately, straight away, they met him out of the tombs. Out of the tombs. He's been inside mm -hmm. of the tombs. A man with an unclean spirit. It says here, one unclean spirit. And like I say, this is a very hilly area in Galilee. Uh, back in biblical times, if you died, if you had money, you were buried uh, inside of the mountains. If you think about the pyramids, uh, 
the pharaohs were buried inside of the pyramids and i was in the pyramids back in 2005 a very cramped environment mm. i had to walk my hands and knees to go into the pyramids and uh, when i came out i was stiff for days but here it says how this unclean character immediately confronted the lord who had his dwelling among the tombs verse three the tombs the tombs the tombs the tombs it's repeated time after time after time and yeah. no man could bind him no with uh, no not with chains he couldn't be held he's like uh, mr muscle man because he had been often bound with fetters and chains yeah supernatural strength fetters like a rope of some kind or a thread of some kind and the chains have been plucked asunder broken in half by him and the fetters broken in pieces neither could any man tame him a bit like right. uh I think it was uh, Samson who was tied up by the Philistines. And of course, his power came from his hair. Look at verse 5. And always night and day, night and day. The Jews go night to day. We go day to night. We go left to right. They go right to left. <laughs> and always night and day. He was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. <clears throat> think about that for a few minutes. Day and night. In the tombs, he's crying, excess crying, and cutting himself with stones. Go to First Kings. I think it's First Kings, eighteen. First Kings, uh, chapter eighteen. Every Easter in the Philippines and South America and Central America, Roman Catholics will whip themselves in the streets. Uh, blood will be pouring all over the place. First uh, Kings, chapter eighteen. Were you aware of anybody in church, uh, Patrick, when you were a Catholic that would whip themselves or would not? Uh, not that I know of, but I did hear stories of people who did some form of flagellation, as they call it. Flagellation like Martin Luther. What would they do? Yes, flagellation in private. Um, they would in their rooms or their bedrooms, they would scourge themselves on the right mm. hands on their back to emulate the way the Lord was scourged. Um before he went to crucifixion. That's the idea of flagellation. And of course, they take their verse from First Corinthians where Paul says how he beats his body to bring it into submission. Of course, not physically beating his body. No, no. Uh, but spiritually. Matthew chapter 10. Now make, make it Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. That verse I gave you a few minutes ago, it says, uh, slay Peter, kill and eat. That was used by the Church of Rome for hundreds of years to mm -hmm. justify the Inquisition. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, Acts chapter 10 was used for the Catholics to justify killing Protestants. That's a verse out of context, was a pretext. Of course, from Acts chapter 10, it's speaking about food, dietary restrictions, not killing Protestants. Christ came to set man free, not to destroy men. 1 Kings 18, so the context from Matthew uh, chapter 5 was this guy is angry and he's crying day and night, excess crying. We'll discuss that this evening, people who cry a lot. Uh, I don't just mean shedding a tear, but crying a lot. Something is wrong if somebody cries a lot. I was told a story about a woman who knows a woman who cries herself to sleep every night and has done for many a year. That's not right. That's unnatural. Unnatural. But yeah. Unnatural. But it's also from Matthew. Uh, make that Mark crying. <laughs> uh, cry and cut himself with stones. He's using stones to cut himself. They call that self-harming today. Sort of yeah. self harm, and we'll discuss that this evening as well. First Kings 18, first Kings 18, but verse 27. And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he is talking, or he is pursuing, or he is in a journey, 
or peradventure, like perhaps, he sleepeth and must be awake. So here Elijah is mocking the Baalites. These guys would wear black robes, call themselves father, and of course the Church of Rome have copied the Baalites. Yep. And here Elijah is mocking the Baalites. And people might say, that's not very nice. You should love uh, people. You should respect other people's religions. Well, tell that to Elijah. It's how he mocked them. And he said, cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he is talking, or he is pursuing, or he is in a journey, or peradventure. He sleepeth. He must be awake. He's mocking the Baalites, because, of course, their God, like verses 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, was too slow to get involved with this debate concerning Jehovah and Baal. Look at verse 28. This is what we call scripture with scripture. 28. And they cried aloud, like an unclean spirit, crying very loudly, and cut themselves after the manner, <clears throat> after their manner, with knives and lancets, to the blood gnashed out, gushed out upon them. So they're cutting themselves like the Catholics do in the Philippines, in uh, Central America and uh, south america how about spain martin have you ever seen that in spain when you were living over in spain during no I haven't, I haven't seen it i'm afraid no must you remember easter time in spain catholic spain catholics i haven't actually uh, witnessed that but they, okay. no but but there are a lot of festivals in spain especially yeah. in the uh, individual um yeah. uh what they're called pueblos you know little towns and villages they've all got these very very strange uh um things that they do traditions you know there's one where they they have to sacrifice a lamb by throwing him off the top of the church tower oh. things like that yeah yeah some very very strange um activities going in spain <laughs> yeah 28 again and they cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lancets like spears to the blood gushed out upon them. That's devil possession. Go back to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Look at verse 6. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. Always accept to worship the Lord Jesus. Never said, get away from me. Thomas would say, my Lord and my God. And he took it. He would say to the apostles, you call me Master yeah. and Lord. And so I am. So I am. And cried with a loud voice, verse 7, and said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus? Thou Son of God, Most High, I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. The Most High, go to Genesis chapter 14. Genesis chapter 14. If you, if you go back to uh, antiquity, if you go back to uh, Native Americans uh, or the pagans, Genesis 14, uh, they all had a high God. They'd have gods, then a high God. Uh, in Hinduism, you got, uh, is it Kali? Many you gods. Got, uh, Krishna. Kali, Kali, Krishna. What, what else have you got? Uh, I think you've got Ganu. Is it Ganu? Ganu. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, they had their top gods. In Genesis chapter 14, for this demon to call Jesus, uh, he said, I swear to you, I, ju I adjure thee, I beseech you by God that the torment me not, but he says how you are the son of the most high God. For the demon to say that, the devil to say that, uh, shows he recognizes the deity of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Genesis chapter 14, Genesis chapter 14, look at verse 18. And Melchizedek, type of Christ, king of Salem, <laughs> like peace, brought forth bread and wine, is a picture of the yeah. communion, and he was a priest of the most high God. And he blessed him, 
as a blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, like there's no one higher than God Almighty, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the Most High God, three times it says that, which mm. hath delivered thy enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Go back to Mark chapter 5. Go verse 7 again. If I go back to verse 6. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. What else could he do? He's in the presence of deity, of course. And cried with a loud voice. His voice is really ricocheting. And said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God, that thou torment me not? If you think back to Elizabeth, when she met Mary, she was pregnant, of course, Elizabeth. And Mary approached her, and she was very uh, overwhelmed to see Mary. And she said, uh, what have I to do? The mother of my Lord has come to me. And, of course, the babe leaped in her womb. But it says that she spoke with a loud voice. That's the Holy Spirit speaking through Elizabeth, speaking mm. through Mary. Yeah. But here, this is an unclean spirit speaking with a loud voice. And again, uh, I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. Like Romans made the Revelation chapter 14. Don't torment me. Don't uh, destroy me. Of course, one day that he will do, unclean spirits, that is, unsaved people. Look at verse 8. And he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. So he's dealing with one man, yeah. one spirit. Matthew tells you there's two. Mark tells you there's one. Let's keep reading on. Look at verse 9. And he asked him, What is thy name? Who are you? Who am I dealing with? Of course, he knows who he's dealing with, but he wants a spirit to mm. <clears throat> answer for himself. If you think back to the Garden of Eden, it says how the Lord said to uh, Adam and Eve, where art thou? He wanted Adam to come yeah. clean, of course. What is thy name? And he answers saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. Legion being 6,000. My yeah. singular name is Legion, for we, plural, are many. So here's a guy with 6,000 devils inside of him. Mm. And he besought him much that he would not <laughs> send them away out of the country. And there was there, nigh unto the mountains, a great herd of swine feeding. Again, pigs and Jews don't go together. They call that yeah. kosher. To this day, Muslims don't eat pork. Jews don't eat pork. And if Jews eat pork, if Muslims eat pork, they are going against the Torah. Of course, the Muslims have copied the, the, the Torah, you understand. But nonetheless, yeah. an Orthodox Jew would be unable to eat pork. And that's what Acts 10 is all about. Peter, slay and eat what I've called a holy... What I've called clean is now clean. Don't argue with me. Look at verse 12. And all the devils, all the devils, like 6,000, besought him, saying, send us into the swine, that we, that we may enter into them. I've got a, I've got a thought about this, and I made, the, I made the case years ago when I went through Mark, verse by verse, that I think that 6,000 devils all spoke at once, just like a crescendo of sound. It says how all the devils, not just some, how all the devils besought him, speaking all at once, saying, send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. We're going to kill them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. So I did some research the other day to work out what a pig would cost. Take a guess, Martin. How much do you think a pig would cost to buy? <laughs> but in those days, now, now, oh, oh, it's got to be a lot, isn't it? Um, uh, thousand pounds. Well, not quite. To buy a pig today, okay. it's two hundred twenty-five pounds. 
like that's not so bad. Italian. Times that by 2,000, that's 450,000 pounds. These guys are loaded, Ooh. as we would say. Yeah. But of course, they are keeping pigs, which they have no authority to do. And it says how there were 2,000 and were choked in the sea. They go into the River Galilee. Later on, yeah. Christ would cross in Galilee with the apostles. A flood would uh, before them. A, a storm would come their way. And of course, as it came on the scene, the apostles started to panic. And the Lord woke up and he rebuked the sea. Look at verse 14. And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. What's this commotion? 2,000 pigs? Somebody <laughs> called this homicide yeah. going down yeah. into the sea or drowning at once. Nearly half a million pounds of uh, livestock has been destroyed in a split second. And they come yeah. to Jesus and see him that was possessed. There's our word possessed. Devil possessed, not oppressed. Devil possessed with the devil, not just a devil, with the devil. And had the legion, 6,000, sitting and clothed. And in his right mind, that's a wonderful statement, and in his right mind, and they were afraid. I guess it's like this. If we knew somebody who was devil-possessed, if we knew somebody who was a real dangerous character, and then one mm. day we came across such a person, and we said to ourselves, wow, this guy's born again. He's giving out tracks. <laughs> We'd be shocked, absolutely stunned. Or you think of a well-known criminal <coughs> or notorious drug lord or a wicked politician, somebody infamous getting saved. You couldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it. So no wonder they were afraid. Look at 16. And they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coasts. Get away from us. Get back to mm. business. <laughs> when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed and begged him that he might be with him. That's a wonderful verse. <clears throat> That's yeah. reconciliation, of course. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis. Publish. You think of an article being published. You think of a video being published. You think of a newspaper being published or something being made uh, known. That's the, uh, the meaning here. Uh, began to publish it in Decapolis. How great things Jesus had done for him, and all men did marvel. Go to Luke chapter 8. For maybe four or five hundred years after this event, there was a church or two built on this, in this part of uh, Galilee. Uh, a Christian group and churches came and went over the years, but for a few hundred years there was a Christian remnant. And it would appear that this character not only got saved, but uh, preached the gospel. Many heard, believed, and got saved. But we've got wow. to deal with the uh, discrepancy. Matthew says two. Mark says one. Let's go to Luke <clears throat> chapter 8, like verse 26. And they arrived at the country of the Gadareans, which is over against Galilee. It oversees it. And, of course, you've got uh, Syria. You've got uh, the Golan Heights not far from there. And I see the American Secretary of State is there today. First time ever, and an American Secretary of State has gone to parts of uh, Israel, the so-called mm. occupied territories, quote-unquote. Yeah. And he went to uh, support the Jews who have been persecuted by the Palestinians and by politicians. And, of course, a lot of, lot of stick over that. Gadareans, tribe of Gad, of course. And when he went forth to a land, 
They made him out of the city a certain man, which had devils long time and wear no clothes. Neither bowed in any house, but in the tombs. This guy is naked. He's publicly naked. To recap, cutting, crying, hanging around the tombs. Shouting. Picture of loud voice shouting, loud voice. All signs of devil possession. No clothes. Doesn't wear clothes in public. You think of porn stars, very proud of these nude beaches, very proud to parade on television or out in the open with no clothes on. Picture of devil possession. No clothes, he wore no clothes. Neither bowed in any house. He's like living out in the open. But in, not just with, but in the tombs. He's sleeping in the tombs. He's sleeping mm. with dead people. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him, like on his face. Enemies of the Lord fall backwards. John 18, the so-called slain in the spirits, where they all fall backwards, denoting unclean spirits, enemies of the Lord. When I got saved, I fell flat on my face, crying, speaking to the Lord, remorseful, shame, shameful over my sins, so on and so forth. I didn't go backwards. I went forward. Mm -hmm. Forward. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him. And with a loud voice, you can't miss it, loud voice, devil possession, said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, our son of God, most high. Again, most high. You're not just God's son. You are the son of the most high. You are God, of course, God almighty. But here, thou son, God's only begotten son, I beseech thee, I beg you, torment me not. Revelation 9, read it again. <laughs> Unclean people, unsaved people are going to be destroyed in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lord. Saved people are pardoned. Saved people are born again. And if you're born again, you're washed in the blood. You are forever saved, Romans chapter 8. But we're speaking about an unsaved character, possibly a Jew, worn down with sin, maybe in a homosexual. There's at least two to start off with. And the Lord is now face-to-face -face with an unclean spirit. This wouldn't be the first time. wouldn't be the last time. But this is a very interesting piece of scripture. You've got pigs involved, denoting unclean people. <coughs> but it continues. <coughs> For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For oftentimes he had caught him, and he was kept bound with chains and in fetters. He's like a wild animal. He's like a caged animal. Mm. Trying to detain this guy. He's dangerous, you see. He's got a temper issue and break the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. Also, he's got an anger problem. You think about Hollywood. I've seen too many films over the years. I'm sure you have Martin. And I'm sure you have mm. Patrick. Yes. Always, these, always these angry actors like De Niro, Pacini, Pacino, uh, Harrison Ford. Give me some names. Give me some names of famous actors. De Niro, Ford, yeah, Garcia, Garcia. Anyone else? Uh, Selick. All these angry actors and female actresses, they cuss and they yep. swear. Yeah, they that, do. That anger is unnatural. I know they're only acting, yeah. but even in real life, you come across these famous actors, there's an anger issue there. That too yeah. is also connected with devil possession. It says that the devil would drive him into the wilderness. And Jesus asked him, saying, what is thy name? And he said, Legion. Again, Legion, like 6,000. Because yep. many devils were entered into him. So... I guess it's like this over a period of time. You do your own thing. You go your own way. You get involved with the wrong company. You see the wrong things. You listen to the wrong things. You associate with the wrong things. And after a while, devils can get inside of you. 
And once yeah. they get inside you, it's very hard to get rid of them. And they, not just it or them, but and they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. They want to stay inside of this devil-possessed man. Is it Acts 17 when the Apostle Paul came across a young devil-possessed woman and she was selling uh, idols for her masters? And the Apostle Paul says, it says how for several days she followed Paul around town and the Apostle saying, servants of the Most High God, Again, most high God. I think it says most high God. Mm, they show unto mm. us the way of salvation. That's an unclean spirit telling the truth. Sometimes unclean spirits tell the truth. Yeah. They don't always lie. And that's why you need to know the Bible to counter these unclean spirits. <clears throat> and there was there and heard of many swine feeding on the mountain. And they besought him that he would suffer them, allow them to enter into them. And he suffered them. He allowed them to enter into the pigs. Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea, into the lake, and they were choked. When they fed, when they that fed them saw what was done, they fled, and went and told it in the city and in the country. They must have been furious, if not humiliated. You've got potentially Jews here, apostate Jews, selling pigs, which goes against Leviticus 11 from memory. You've got at least two characters, characters associated with these group of apostate Jews selling pigs. Christ comes along. He confronts the unclean men, the unsaved men. Conversations take place. And the Lord allows this guy, this guy, he allows the spirits to leave this guy and into the sea they go. 35. Then he went out to see what was done. and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. I love that. They also which saw it, told them by what means he that was possessed of the devils was healed. Then the whole multitude of the country of the Gadareans round about, besought him to depart from them. For they were taken with great fear, absolutely. And he went up into the ship and returned back again. And the man out of whom the devils were departed, besought him that he might be with him. Understandable, of course. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to thine own house. And show how great things God hath done unto thee. And he went his way and published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. Jesus is God. So the devils recognize Jesus Christ as not only being the Son of God, but God Almighty. And here the Lord says, don't follow me. I've got 12 apostles. One will betray me. I'm going to pick up somebody else called Paul. And he will do work. He will do a work which has never been done before. And this guy doesn't get uh, the green light to follow the master, but he goes back to his peers. He witnesses to his peers. Many get saved. And like I said a few minutes ago, a church was established in uh, the region of Decapolis, Galilee. And it was, up, it was there up until the time of Constantine. So just a short 35-minute opening to set the foundation for the subject of devil possession. This won't be conclusive, but it's a good starting point to discuss devil possession. Uh, some of the marks to look out for, cutting, crying, anger, nakedness, hanging around the tombs, uh, wild, disheveled, uh, not in your right mind, very religious, very religious, no atheists in scripture, no unclean spirit is an atheist. Any thoughts, brothers, you want to offer? Uh, yes, please, James. Um, 
talking about like self-harming i've been in the accident and emergency department of a few hospitals um and uh, witnessed you know uh right in front of me someone who was being treated <coughs> and uh, all of a sudden they start self-harming in the in in the accident and emergency department you know and the the nurses and the doctors and staff are treating them already for some injuries that they've got and yet you know something within them is then denying them even being you know uh, bandaged up and and this and that and they start then uh, cutting i've seen this with my own eyes putting mm. themselves i mean obviously that you know there's something uh, uh, deep and dark going on there um and uh not only that you know um i think in in just daily life now uh, and i'm sure you know going back in the centuries as well but uh it seems to be more so nowadays there's so much of these uh self-harming going on children are harming themselves yeah uh, there's a 12 year old girl um that uh, uh killed herself she didn't know whether she was a, a boy or a girl yeah you know totally confused parents you know supporting all the way with you know the the parents did actually say to the to the girl um don't get worrying um because she was being teased a bit at school but her parents were saying you know and supported her you can be what you want to be and all this you know instead of giving good guidance you know and this is it isn't it if you've got parents and children who are you know uh not being nurtured in the right way and being given the word of god and i'll say one thing for england going back you know in the years at least the schools did hymns you know and yeah. they took those hymns from a king james bible you know regardless of what organized religion they were, they were in they did do some good good things i remember when i was a child at school that was the the first <coughs> things my parents were uh, non non-believers or you know if my mom did believe you know um my dad was definitely an atheist when i was a child at least um and uh that when i heard those hymns uh that was uh very graceful and nice to hear well that's aware? been taken away now that's been taken away hasn't it from all I the know. schools in england now but were you aware maybe patrick may want to offer some thoughts on this that it's still a legal requirement in the uk to have prayers before school in the uk yes i, I didn't know that it's still yes. a legal requirement isn't it patrick it's under the 1945 education act which is still yeah. in force but so many head teachers now don't enforce it because so many head teachers don't believe in anything or if they believe anything it's new ageism and this sort of thing but you're absolutely yeah. right but it's one of those laws which is not enforced nowadays of course and if you criticize homosexuality or yeah. uh, stuff like that they're all over you like a rash absolutely yes. so these verses give a basic outline to what devil possession looks like uh it's interesting when you look at the pauline epistles how paul doesn't discuss devil possession in great detail mm. it's in the matthew mark and luke gospels i don't think john touches on it either it's just matthew mark and luke the synopsis the synoptics but cutting whipping and i still say it again i'll say it one more time that catholics every easter all over the uh religious world not so much in britain they would be laughed at here but in the religious mm. world, they whip themselves. And the Church of Rome never rebuke them for that. Yeah. Well, it's it's part of their penance that they're given. <clears throat> you, I mean, with Catholics, you go to confession. You remember, James, you went into that little box and there was a <laughs> real 
between you and the priest sitting there and he'd you'd tell him your sins and he'd probably say go and say 10 hail marys or something like that but mm. you've got to remember in places like the philippines or south america this is part of their penance that you yep. go and scourge yourself literally yeah. with a cat yeah. of nine tails you remember the old cat yeah. of nine tails martin you know the that the yes. pirates used to use yes. and i think this is where it comes from and they yeah. take it literally and I, I've, I've even heard that some of them uh, in places like uh, the philippines have actually died of blood loss through the flagellation and the crucifixion as well and only recently yeah. they've been using real nails and the church as far yeah. as i know hasn't discouraged it but said yeah, absolutely i haven't seen any archbishops being crucified or cardinals you never will uh, either Never and I will. never will. No, it's normally the little chap who goes to church, little Jimmy who goes to church or something like that. But I just want to get back before we get on to um, um, health problems and mental problems, as I used to call it when I was younger. I just want to go back to this, uh, this poor man. It's interesting to me that Matthew, Mark and Luke record this in great detail, don't they? And John doesn't touch <coughs> on it. Maybe, maybe John wasn't there that day. Uh, maybe uh... John... Maybe John yeah. was in, had gone ahead to get everything ready uh, for the Lord when he retired. You know, the, in politics, they will say, you know, you've got a, an advanced man who goes and gets everything yeah. set up. So John wasn't there. But I think it's interesting that this man, and I, I always thought this was amazing. He says, thou Jesus, thou son of God. Yeah. Now, where has he heard that expression? This guy is like a leper. He's been confined to this place. I think it's called Kersey. Is that right, James? Kersey? Kersey is what it's called now, but it was That's called right. Genesenis. Gen 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 so it, mm. they, were, they, they were kept away from ordinary people like the lepers, unclean, unclean. And yet yeah. this man, this man who I, I, I suspect is probably illiterate, comes out with Jesus, thou son of God. Wow. And it could yeah. only be the Holy Spirit talking to this man, and God, God speaking through the Holy Spirit to this man, telling him, this is Jesus, the son of God. And... All the three um, apostles mention this because it's very, very important. Yeah, I just, so I uh, I just correct that statement, Patrick. It's actually the unclean yes. spirit that's speaking to the Lord. It's not the man; it's the unclean spirit speaking to him. It's the unclean spirit. Oh, sorry, the unclean the spirit. Yeah, speak, yes, that's right. Not the Holy Spirit. The unclean spirit. Re recognizing that this is deity, deity but later yes. on, the man recognizes who the Lord is because he wants to follow him. That's right. He says, "Don't follow me. Go back to your family," which 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 is very difficult to do when you've been ostracized for mm. so many years. And uh, I presume, life. yeah, I mean, I presume this was a young man. Um, and I was reading one of my Bible commentaries, and the guy who wrote it seems to think there was a colony of these people, yeah, self-harming them, living in the caves. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. But he seems to think there was a colony, and yet we only hear about two of these men, as we were talking about this afternoon. Yeah. So we don't hear what happens to the other. One of these men is healed, and he's suddenly clothed. Yeah. I don't know where the clothes come from, but we don't know about the other man. Well, I want to suggest this. I'm going to suggest that it's like the ten lepers. Yeah. Uh, only one came back to uh, thank the Lord. He was a Samaritan, of course. The other nine went off. So I would suggest this that the Lord healed yes. both these guys. One was saved. Yep. yep. One. Yeah. One did great things to the Lord. One did not. Like the two thieves on the cross. One got saved. One did not. But Matthew's account is abridged. It's only like, uh, I think, seven verses. Yes. Uh, who was Peter's a uh, Peter's disciple? Like I say, uh, gives you a much fuller account. Luke, Doctor Luke, gives you a bit more background. Like the guy had no clothes on. Uh, like so-called nudists or the adult payment yeah. so-called. Uh, 
and uh, he's uh, he can't be cha- he can't be he can't be uh, restrained. He's too strong. Supernatural yes. strength. Yeah. Supernatural strength. Yes, we know uh, about that. And there's two guys. There could be some sexual connotation there to begin with. It's a mystery piece of scripture because you've got these two guys, both possessed, living in the tombs, not just hanging around the tombs, but inside of the tombs. You've got I get, yeah. A group of, you've got a group of guys, uh, like uh, farmers, I suppose, uh, or yeah, like farmers uh, selling pigs. Of course, pigs yes. were prohibited yes. <clears throat> for Jews to not only uh, sell, not only to eat, I should say, not only to eat, but to also sell. All in that close proximity. Yes, Patrick, what do you want to say? I was just going to say, and these these farmers who are breeding these pigs and everything, they're so angry at what's happened. They yeah. want Jesus out of the scene. That's Get him right. out of right. here. And I suspect that they would try to kill him if they could have done, as they tried many other times. Yeah. But by then he was gone and he was going on towards um, to meet the rest of the apostles. But a powerful piece of scripture, a lot of mysteries yeah. in it. Um, and possibly the man who was healed of it went back into the cave Maybe he had family who lived in that cave in this colony, and he was able to witness to them to tell them what had happened. I don't yeah. know. I think also we'll in verse thirty-one, Luke eight thirty-one, it says how they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. They wanted to stay put. Yeah, a bit like these uh, perverts, these bondage perverts, these sex perverts. Yeah, who don't want to come out of their uh, way of life, and they want to retain it. Or like that girl who was devil possessed. And I think it's uh, Acts seventeen, and the apostle yeah. Paul's the, the apostle paul speaks to the young girl yes to the spirit inside of the young girl i know that the spirit outside of the from the girl but i've always thought about that verse uh from i think it's Acts 17. Yeah, I nobody, think it asked, is. nobody asked the girl no. do you want the devil do you want the devil to leave you it was just done automatically and i get the impression jesus never went back again no no not not this part of uh galilee which is still there to this day it's just barren That's... But uh, it must have made a great impression on both Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Yeah, and of course, uh, the value of the pigs, £450,000 by today's standards, yes. which is a lot a of money. A lot of money. A lot of money today, a lot of money then. There is yeah, one other uh, point there. You know, regarding the, the pigs, because obviously, you know, the uh, uh, evil spirits, the devils, they actually yeah. want to, no matter what, what the case is, they want to get into <laughs> a body. Uh, yeah, yeah. So first choice is a human. Uh, if yeah. they can't have a human, then you know any animal will do because yeah. they want to experience the vision, the smell, the taste, yeah. the hearing. That's what they That's right. want to to experience. They want a body. Um, now, the swine when they actually, you know, they wanted to go into the, a swine. That was a decision yeah. they made. Yeah. Yet when they were in the swine, I'm sure those demon possessed uh, spirits yes. in those swines didn't want to commit suicide. And then where they're going to go? It must have been the shock in the pigs themselves that drove them, you know, the pigs to themselves. jump off the cliff. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. So the pigs, the pigs the... all die. The pigs yeah. die. The spirits come out of the pigs. Yeah. yeah. The spirits don't drown with the pigs because the spirits no. are non-entity, yeah, yeah. uh, spiritual beings. Yeah. The pigs they're banished. They're banished. Yeah. yeah. Going back to the angry dog that we knew many years ago. Easily yeah. uh, spooked, I shall think... we say. Would you say the peak that the spirits were banished then to to hell or somewhere? Well, I would say they're probably still on the earth, looking for more people to possess. It goes back yeah. to Genesis chapter six, uh, yeah. when the sons of God came down and saw the daughters of men that they were fair, yeah. and mm-hmm. they had intercourse with the daughters it, of men. 
in, in all fa in all fairness in all fairness uh, uh, james a very yes. good point very good point that you you mentioned there with all fairness it must be it it must not be an easy task for these demons to get in to a human well they can't um, but, they're be inviting haven't they yeah or but when they're in, in but you have to see when they're in there they certainly don't want to leave that's true oh, no yeah no uh and i love this sort of two-way banter between the, the lord and these yeah. devils let us yeah. stay here but if we have to come out let us go into the swine the most filthy animal on the face yeah. of the earth yeah uh, and, the, and of course the lord allowed to take place yeah, there's one other interesting point there as well, James. You know, when you mentioned this banter going backwards and forwards, of course, it's the spiritual world, isn't it? Yeah, yes. it's that dimension. I mean, Which we, we can't see. Ex there you go. There you go. That yeah. my words exactly. Yeah. But when it comes to uh, reading the word of God, rightly dividing it, the Gospels are technically Old Testament because the death of the testator doesn't begin until the, the, the testator has died, Hebrews chapter 7. So technically, although Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are in the New Testament, technically they're actually Old Testament books mm. from Genesis through to, I think it's Matthew 27, Matthew 27, when Christ dies. Matthew 28 onwards, although it's still in the first part of the New Testament, it's still technically between the, the Old Testament and the New Testament. Paul comes along. Paul doesn't mention any of this. He says to resist no. the devil, he'll flee from you. He yeah, says, yeah. Uh, he says uh, make no provision for the flesh. He says to abstain from all appearances of evil, but he doesn't tell you to cast out devils. He doesn't right. tell you to pray or fast. No. So you've, got, you've got two dispensations. You've got the four Gospels, which again, technically, although they're in the New Testament, mm. not technically the New Covenant, but they are in the New Testament. Technically, they are Old Testament, although they're found in the New Testament. So technically, I'm going to be, I'm, I'll be a bit of a stickler now. <laughs> technically, you've got these books from Matthew, Mark, and Luke, which come out of the Old Testament canon. A Jewish yeah. theocracy, a Jewish monarchy, if you will. Paul comes along, Acts chapter 9, he gets saved. Have Max 9 right through to 2 Timothy, put Hebrews on hold for one moment. Nowhere in any of the Pauline epistles does he mention we, it. Are we mm. told to cast out devils, yeah. cast out spirits? In fact, you're told not to rebuke the devil, you're mm. told to bring him to the Lord. That's yeah. what Jude, yeah. Jude will tell you that. He, he, Jude says to. Uh, it quotes uh, uh, Satan and uh, Michael the Archangel mm. arguing over the body of Moses. Let's see if I can find it. And uh, an archangel, of all people, brothers, an archangel he, doesn't say, let me take care of this guy. He says, no. He, just, he says, the Lord, the Lord yeah. rebuke you. He's very feeble. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jude 1, 7, yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, not just yeah. an unclean spirit with, with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, dust, mm. like dare, not, yeah, yeah. rallying, parading accusation, but said the Lord, the yeah. Lord of beauty. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember some years ago, Patrick, we knew a guy not far from here who had mental health problems, and we'll keep moving this subject along, and he went. his wife went to a local church, she was, I think, a church secretary, and he was known to walk up and down the street playing the trumpet. Do you remember that chap? I do indeed, yes. I think they both had some form of mental issues. Um, she was very religious, I remember. Was he um, religious? Do you remember? I don't think he I don't think he was, but um yes, I do remember that. He used to walk up and down. He used to wear a, a cassock. That's right. <laughs> and he used to play this 
trumpet walking up and down the road. Quite a well-known figure. Mm. Um, yes, and um, I think they'd both been pretty... They'd met at university. They were both very, very clever, I believe. Had um, And I think they got into drugs or somehow, and it messed them up, and they sort of clung to each other. But they, they weren't right. But I do remember that, yes, playing the trumpet, walking up and down the road, wearing a cassock. Mm. <laughs> wouldn't, she, wouldn't she shout at him, the devil's coming to get you? The devil's coming to get you? Yes, that's right. Um, I, I actually was in the house living next door to this couple. And uh, the person who lived there said, come and listen to this, come and listen to this. Mm. And we put our, I put my ear against the wall <clears throat> and I could hear this this woman saying, I'll try and remember it. She's saying, Jesus loves you. Yes, he does. He loves you very much. And then she'd suddenly say, I am the devil and I'm coming to take you away with me. But Jesus loves you very much. He loves you very much. And yeah, she was singing special. to her husband and he's sitting there accompanying her on his trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so spooky to listen to this and yet when you saw the woman outside she was very polite you remember and very prim and proper we discussed this couple wow. many many years ago about whether or not to try and pray over this guy uh to cast a spirit out and we decided yeah. not in the end yes. because again the pauline epistles give us no uh we have we have no foundation the pauline epistles to do this and of course yeah. if you're not careful and you start to cast, you start to pray over devil possessed people. Mm. Those devils could come come upon you, like and come upon you, and you and you yeah. can't get them. Yeah, that's right. Like actually, apostles yeah. and overtake you. So I'm always aware of this verse from Jude, how it says again how the devil uh, was contending with uh, Michael over the body of Moses because he wanted to turn it into an idol, of course. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Michael, the archangel, not just an angel, an archangel. An archangel, the Lord, yes. The Lord rebuke thee. So if an archangel has to take satan to the lord who are we to do? try and cast that's out right and that's right and you think yeah. of the spiritual powers that an archangel has yeah doesn't it say james in, in mark 9 uh, chapter 9 verse 29 uh and he said unto them this can this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer yeah, and nothing. fasting yes so really i mean we, we don't have any powers at all but we have got the power of prayer yeah and fasting to help yeah, yeah, that's yeah. On, you know, let the, the Lord obviously be doing the casting out there. But of course, who, who, who's, who's speaking here? The Lord speaking to the apostles. Yeah. He's not speaking to the body of Christ. There's no there's no mm. church present here. Yeah. I mean, if you want, he's speaking to the Jews. But even then, this, yeah. is, this is technically an Old Testament passage. And again, I repeat myself again. If this was mm. for today, then Paul would be telling us to pray and fast day and night. Uh, you have authority yeah. to cast out demons yeah. and devils. I know it says mm. over in John, is it John 14? You'd have greater power to do greater yeah. things. That would get quoted by our Pentecostal yeah. friends. We'd all be uh, losing weight very quickly, wouldn't we? <laughs> I, think uh, <laughs> I think it's John 14. Because the greater works from John 14 uh, would be to preach the gospel to people further afield. Uh, and for the apostles, again, he's been to the apostles, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the apostles would write the New Testament. I think it's John 14, if I can find it here. Uh, but how could you improve the works of the Lord Jesus? I mean, who could walk on water? Mm, when Christ exactly. went to heaven and back, uh, at least three times, he fed five thousand on one occasion. He fed four thousand on another occasion. How could we? How could we improve on that, brothers? Yeah, some churches think they can, though, James. Oh yes, you know <laughs> they are. They, they are what we call entertainers, aren't they? They're just in, mm. uh, giving entertainment to people who, you know, vulnerable people. A lot of them as well. A lot of their followers to these yeah. churches. We were in Manchester, yeah, we were in Manchester some years ago. Patrick might remember this. And a guy came over to us 
uh, trying to find this verse. And he said, uh, I've got an unclean spirit inside of me. Uh, and we all had a, we all, we all prayed, him and I and Patrick, yeah. and somebody else was with us at the time. Another brother was, was with us. And we prayed with this poor chap. And I prayed to him to get saved. And we did what we could for him. But I'd say, yeah. we haven't got the authority. We're not apostles. We're not Jews. No. So put our hands on you and cast out spirits. Now, we can ordain people. Paul talks about putting yeah. your hands on a brother to ordain. That's Pauline uh, theology. But yeah. a cast out of spirit uh, out of an unsaved person. Again, I don't find it in, in the Pauline epistles. Even Peter doesn't talk about it. Or Jude no. or John. Uh, I can't find it. Yes, Martin. No, I was going to say, it's, it's, it's hard controlling ourselves. Yeah. Never mind trying to control someone else who's having spiritual problems and Absolutely. maybe, maybe I, with a mix of mental issues as well. Yeah. What I have yeah. said to people on the streets who think they're being possessed is you need to get yourself saved. Get yeah. yourself born again. I can't get yeah. you saved. I hey, need to read the word of God. But I can't get you saved. I can explain the gospel to you like thousands of times I've done over the years. I know you both have as well. But I can't get you saved. I can't help you to get unclean spirits cast out of you at no. the point of the new birth you are set free christ became a curse for you once you become born again you are set free from bondage that you may have had in the past and if you were possessed that is now done away with uh, yeah. so i'll say this just to sum up this part of the live stream yes matthew mentions two mark and luke only mention one obviously matthew is, is focusing on the two that were present mark yes. and luke are Focusing on the main character who did the most of the uh, did the uh, who who was more vocal, the more dominant of yeah. the two. Yeah, one is set free and gets saved. The other one is set free and probably doesn't do much with his life. Disappears off into uh, the sunset. These were unsaved people, incidentally. Of course, mm. the title of this live stream is "Can a Christian be devil possessed?" Patrick, what's your thoughts on that? I don't know. I mean, there seems to be two views on this, doesn't there? We talked about this the other uh, the other day, yeah. and you were saying that one theologian who we both know said that um, you can't <clears throat> be, and then we talked about another theologian who says that you can be. Yeah. So I think even they're divided on that. What's your own view on that? I wouldn't say a Christian can be devil possessed. You can be pro. You can be possessed, obviously. Oppressed. oppressed excuse me. You can be oppressed. You can be yes. You can yeah. be uh, uh, really weighed down, and I've had that many times over the years with myself. Like, and, brings the, and that brings depression with it. Like the weight of the world on my shoulders. I've had that many yeah. times over the years. But possession, uh, of course, the problem with devil possession for Christians is that will push the Holy Ghost out, because, of course, the Holy yeah. Ghost isn't going to share you with an unclean spirit. Now, of course, no. that is only part of the story, because Paul speaks about handing people over to uh, the devil for the destruction of the flesh that the spirit may be saved in the mm. day of the Lord Jesus. But that doesn't mean that you're going to be possessed uh, with an unclean spirit. That means you're, mm. you're handed over to the devil for your flesh to be destroyed, that you may uh, repent and come back into fellowship with the Lord. I can't think of any verse in Scripture, maybe you can think of one, Martin, no. where a no, saved person I, was ever possessed. Um, no, not devil-possessed, but uh, very oppressed. Absolutely. In a, yes. in, a way that, in a way that it can maybe even borderline onto, you know, this person is being completely controlled. We've got that with Peter, haven't we, in uh, Matthew 16, 21, when he explains to the disciples that he'll be going to Jerusalem and there he will be beaten, scorned, yes, crucified, yes. etc. 
going to be put to death and on the third day rose and of course he said um that uh well he was totally you know uh, against he didn't it hurt peter didn't it he, he didn't want to hear such such a thing mm. he wanted his lord to remain on mm -hmm. the earth um, mm. and jesus and jesus rebuked him and said it is the, the devil that speaketh yeah um but that obviously isn't that you know peter's um uh, possessed but he's certainly been well manipulated isn't he by by the, the uh by the devil me. yeah i mean yeah. somebody once said that satan was speaking through simon he spoke straight through Simon mm. Peter. And, of course, at that, that time, it's not clear if Simon was even saved at that time. Uh, no. The new birth doesn't come along until Acts chapter 2. So whether or not Simon was saved is, is not really clear. But if he was saved, mm. and it's a very interesting hypothesis that, that the devil could speak straight through Simon. Yeah. And the, the, the Lord turns around and he, he confronts uh, Simon, but he's speaking to Satan because the spirit yeah. behind Simon is Satan. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. the devil possessed man. What are we to do with thee, Jesus? That's on the most high God. Torment us not mm. before the time of the fourth. He speaks to the man. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. The spirit inside of the man. Yeah, because so we that, got that we got that dimension going on, haven't we, James? Of the yet yeah. again the spiritual world into the physical world. We've got yes, that going in on. Twenty three. But he turned and saith, he's, but he turned and said unto Peter, Get behind me, Satan, for thou mm. art an offence unto me. But thou savest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. He's speaking to Peter, but he's yeah. speaking to the devil. It's yeah. like uh, there's there's two dimensions going on here. Yeah. yeah. Peter wasn't possessed, yeah. per se, but he yeah. but the devil was speaking through him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this yeah. is a this this is a this is a very active thing, isn't it? A very powerful thing that's going on. And I mean, you know, this is even happening, isn't it? You know, with the. Uh, the false prophet, you know, the antichrist that comes on in, who is energized by the devil. Yep. You know, you've got that going on, haven't you? So, you know, yep. um, and, and even yeah. today, I mean, we can see, you know, these, uh, the, some of these politicians, you know, and, and all sorts going on. And may, even some of these um, uh, scientists now working on these vaccines, they're being mm. energized. They're being energized, not by good, good spirits. You know, they're getting, it's like some of these pop stars I mentioned it before, they have got some sort of supernatural ability. Yeah. You know, when they're doing certain things, because it's it's just, it's beyond being human. Yeah. When they start to, to do some very <coughs> strange things going on. And of course, that's that's spilling over into doctors, nurses. You know, you, we, yeah. we spoke about that nurse last week. Yeah. Um, you know, killing those babies. Yes, there's a lot behind yeah. that that we don't know about. If the spirit is weak, sorry. If the if the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, flesh is weak, problem, yeah. And that's but us as being saved. What what's going on with let's say that nurse or the ones yeah. who are yeah. you know because they've got a spirit too. Oh yes, um, but uh, yeah, the doors open. Job, isn't it? Job was uh, handed over to the devil for a period of time. And he had a real, really, really rough time for a period of time. Wasn't possessed, but he was oppressed big time. Yeah. Peter, uh, Paul was also severely handicapped. Uh, it says over in Acts 9 how he, how he, being Paul, must suffer many things for my name's sake. Uh, and also Paul would pray to the Lord to take the thorn out of his flesh. Yeah. And it was a buffet sent from Satan. Again, that, that's oppression, not possession. And the Lord said, no, my yeah. grace is sufficient for these, so on and so forth. So... You've got mm. Job who was persecuted but not possessed. You've got Peter who was persecuted but not possessed. 
Any other names come to your mind, brothers, who were uh, oppressed but not possessed? It's Job uh, what and about, Paul, I would think. What, what about the woman who had seven spirits in her? That's Mark was, 16, isn't it? That's Mark 16. Yes. That's Mary seven, Magdalene. That's that's Mary Mag it's very clear that it's seven spirits. I mean, that's... Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. that's a good number, isn't it? Yes, it's seven six. spirits. <laughs> yes, that's right. And uh, she, uh, she, she'd obviously been carrying these spirits around for years and years. I get the impression these people all are about the same age, as we I said before. So. Jesus yes, and the apostles, all in their 30s. Um, young men, young men, really, yeah. Yeah, it's Mark They're 16, what, 9. Mark it, says, it says, now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom it yes. cast seven devils. Yes. Also, my research in this some years ago uh, was interesting. It was mainly women who were possessed, mm. and mainly children, mm. not men. Now, you would have thought mm. that Caiaphas would have been possessed, or Pilate, mm. or Herod. Or Pilate, or, or Herod, yeah. Or Gamaliel, or some of the others. It was mainly women yeah. and children who were possessed. Just ordinary people. You think of these Sarah Phoenician women who yeah. was begging the Lord to restore her daughter. And he says to her, listen, it's not even fit for the dogs. Yeah. You know, uh, to eat, eat, the, eat, eat the bread from the, from the table. Yeah. She, she says, yeah, Lord, but even the, even the dogs eat the crumbs. Even, even the dogs the eat the crumbs, yeah. So again, yeah. a dog is a picture of an unsafe <laughs> person. If you are a man, yeah. a it's, it's mm. a picture of an unsafe woman. But let's just wrap this sec this part of the segment up. As far as we would say, and as far as we are concerned, we can't think of any verses where saved people were devil yeah. possessed, oppressed, no. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I can't think of anywhere where it says how a saved person could yeah. be possessed. It's true the devil could work you over. He could oh, take yeah. your eyesight. He could take your hearing. He could take your health. He yeah. could ruin you physically, financially, emotionally, spiritually. But he can't take your soul because, of course, your soul is owned by the Lord. Yeah. Let's well, move on I, I, to mental health. Yeah. I, I, I just, I just, I need to correct myself when we're talking about the Hindu <laughs> Hindu gods. Yes, <laughs> the, the Hindu god I'm, I should have said was Ganesh. Ganesh, not Gan, not Ganu. Ganu is an ostrich. <laughs> <laughs> this is a live broadcast. A Ganu. So, uh, any Hindus listening in, it's Ganesh. Oh, uh, yeah. I think he's the he's the god who, who looks like an elephant. You know what I mean, Martin? You've seen yeah, that. I know what uh, you mean. The picture, know you know. So it is Ganesh and not Ganu. Yes. Okay, James, where do you want to go next? Um, Let's move on to uh, mental health. Yes. Uh, I know you've been, uh, you were briefed a while ago, weren't you, by somebody who we know who's working in a very difficult industry. Uh, do, do you want to discuss that briefly for a few minutes while I find this first? Yes. Um, well, first of all, I'd say that when I was a young man, many, many years ago. This was called mental health issues. Um, it covered a wide range of, of issues in people, which I didn't know at the time, and young people of my generation didn't. But since then, many new names have come from under this mental health, such as anxiety, bipolar, yeah. depression, um, eating disorders, which seems to affect many young girls, yeah. causing anorexia, PTSD, psychosis schizophrenia and there's the word that's thrown about quite a lot schizophrenia yeah. and self-harm jay yeah. uh, you mentioned it early martin again through young people and again it seems through young Maybe girls this yeah. self-harm and yeah. of course suicide is very much on the um increase yeah. it is young women and, and but it all comes under that umbrella as, as i knew as a young man mental health problems um 
So you've got all these uh, different aspects of mental health which have come into the body now. Yes, I was talking to someone who's working in one of these hospitals, um, psychiatric hospitals. Quite shocking what, what I heard. Probably near where you live, there's one of these psychiatric hospitals. I just think there's thousands of them in England. I don't know about abroad. Places you don't hear about much. We don't see much going on in there. But they seem to be like high security prisons in a lot of these places. A lot of young people, I was quite shocked to hear that some of the young people in there, as young as 11 years old, who've been badly tarnished physically and mentally up to about 17 or 18. I think after that, the state is not responsible then. Then you're Mm -hmm. sort of thrown out into the society uh, to fend for yourself. And by then you're so badly scarred. But some of the stories I heard of some of these young people trying to uh, strangle themselves, trying to commit suicide, uh, pretty horrific. And also in this uh, this unit that I was heard, there's some, even people there, there's one woman there who's been chained to a bed uh, for months and months and months. And this woman mm. has to have about three or four people just watching her. Why she hasn't been sedated, I don't know. Um, but every so often she has to be turned over because of bed sores. Uh, and then she gets very violent and starts throwing all sorts of bodily waste at the people around her. Uh, there's a story of a young girl trying to climb up the wall. This sounds like some form of demon possession. Like My heart yeah. goes out to the people who have to work there um, to see all these sites. And these, this, but this self-harm thing, slashing yourself with a razor, trying to cut yourself, you're angry, you're angry with yourself. Martin, oh, yeah, it yeah. seems to be very much a young teenage girls, perhaps just going through puberty or something like that, and young men as well. But... Um, yeah, mental health. It seems to be this sort of elephant in the room now that doesn't get talked about so much. And yet probably all of us listening know someone who's yeah. suffered from mental health, um, someone in the family, some friends, somebody growing up. I certainly know several people. And this de- these depressions uh, that's led to alcoholism led to suicides. So it seems yeah. to be a, a come to suicide in a minute. Yes. And that, so, what that, do you that think? Person, that person that we know, who's currently working in a very difficult environment, yes, wasn't there some uh, excrement thrown at this person? Was it last week? Well, that's week? what I said. Yes, that's what I said. Bodily waste. That's right. Uh, this this woman who's chained to well, she's yeah, she's not chained to the bed. Restrained. She's tied to the bed, but she has to be turned over. I think every hour and a half because mm-hmm. of the body sores, and to obviously change this person's underwear, and then gets to, they're throwing bodily waste at the people who are trying to help her. Uh, she's swearing she's shouting her face is twisted with hate her eyes are narrow and the person who told me about this was quite concerned quite frightened of seeing all of this and have to sit and have to sit with a person carrying on like this for three or four hours Mm. in a in a room without any windows and you're wearing one of these masks very 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 difficult and this is probably going on in a hospital near you that you probably don't know anything about and of course what's interesting is the or not what's concerning is the people who work in these hospitals don't realize that these patients are devil possessed absolutely that's right and of course what you give them is not going to get get rid of that uh, as no. you say this devil possession it'll probably subdue them a little bit which is probably supposed to do but yes you say they're devil possessed yeah and stay with these people all of their lives unless they get saved of course it well, was john get... 14, yeah it was john 14 12 verily verily i say unto you he that believeth on me that's great of course yes. the works that I do, should he do also? 
and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my father. That gets quoted by our Pentecostal friends to suggest yes, they have authority yes, yeah, over yeah. the devil, over the spirit world. But again, Paul tells you to resist the devil, that he will flee from you. He mm. says, make no provisions for the flesh. Uh, you've got to rightly divide the word of God here. This is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking to his Jewish apostles who would write the New Testament, who would come up against the devils. And as the Pauline epistles were written, uh, and the word of God was uh, put out, as it were, we have the final authority over uh, the devil world, or the spirit world, and that, of course, yes. that, of course, is the, the word of God. But anyway, let's, let's keep moving on. So mental health, it's now very popular, or it's very prominent, I should say. It's uh, very fashionable, especially with women and children. Yes, uh, yes, to raise awareness of mental health, depression, yeah. anxiety, uh, self harm. Mostly, uh, mainly girls who are cutting themselves. Sometimes it's it, boys, but mainly girls. It, it and also, just quickly, be. also a lot of the a lot of the LGBT people are also very highly strung uh, yeah, and yeah. known to uh, to harm themselves. Yes, what, what did you want to say? Uh, and and eating disorders. This is the other thing now. You know that um, these young girls yeah. with eating disorders. Uh, I'm fat. I've got to starve myself because people won't like me mm -hmm. and all this sort of thing. And of course, as they get worse and worse, uh, they eventually go into suicide. Um, and it happens so often. Yes, you're talking it about would be the very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. So I finished point. I was just going to say yes. They've got a lot of problems there, and of course, their yeah. lifestyle, which is a yeah. very dangerous lifestyle in this country, yeah. we have. STD on the rise, STI oh, yeah. on the rise, herpes, gonorrhea. It's at yeah. an all-time high in this country. And yet HIV. it's something you don't... Yeah. HIV, but all the other ones, STI, STD. Somebody said sexually transmitted damnation. But it yeah. is on the rise here, and it's being passed around. And, um, you know, and that can bring syphilis and all sorts of things into the picture. I remember years ago hearing a preacher who got saved, and he said before he was saved, he would dabble in the occult. Yeah, And after he got saved, he did a very stupid thing. He went back into uh, his circle of friends, got the old Ouija board out oh, yeah. with his friends. Yeah. And, he, and he, he, they sat on this table in the dark, always just yeah. people yeah. to pray in the dark, incidentally. Yeah. And he sat on this table with his friends, and they got the old Ouija board out, which, of course, is yah, yah, yeah. French for yes, yes. doesn't say no, no. It's always very positive, isn't it, the devil? Positive thinking, as they say. And got the old Ouija board out, the yah, yah. And he said uh, to the, the Ouija board, uh, what can you tell me about the blood of Christ? And uh, this, this Ouija board this, this Ouija board just went crazy. I bet it uh, did. <laughs> but wouldn't it be interesting to go into this, this particular psychiatric ward that we're speaking yeah. about now? Yes. And we couldn't, of course, but say no. to these young girls or just preach the blood of Christ to them. Or yeah. I'd even, I would be prepared to go around all the rooms and pray out mm. loud. Mm. I have no mm. problem doing that. Pray out loud, read the Bible. And just see what happens. There's power yeah. in the word of God, power in the blood of Christ. Yeah. I have no problems doing that. And I, yeah. whatever, yeah. whatever they're giving them uh, through medicines working. and so forth, it is not working. It's like and I'd pouring. be more than happy to do that. Yeah, I would. You won't get you won't get the opportunity, of course. Yeah. But yes, I have no okay. problem doing that. Go, on, Martin. Yeah. Do Do you two um, remember the Highway Twins? Those two Swedish females. Yes. Yes, um, yes, yes. Maybe, here's a little story. Maybe your listeners may not know of this, but in the UK, um, we got, I think it was 2008, there were two Swedish females, both age 40. Yeah. There were twins, Sabrina, who lived in Ireland, and her sister, uh, Ursula, who lived in America. And they visited uh, Liverpool, 
Um, and then what they did is they, they then took a bus, a coach trip down to London. They didn't make it to London. Uh, during their journey down there, um, the, they became very strange and bizarre behavior on the bus. Mm. So the, the bus driver decided to stop on a highway service station um, mm -hmm. and he asked both of them to leave the, uh, to get off the bus, leave the bus, that he wouldn't take them any further. So they, that's what they did. Um, they were then picked up on CCTV um, walking on the highway and the cars were sort of like, you know, dodging in and out. Um, yeah, I remember. And then, yeah. yeah and, and then they were actually uh, run over by cars. And of course, the, the emergency was called to the police, and the police made their way down there. This was captured on CCTV. Uh, for any viewers listening, you can go to YouTube. There is a documentary yeah. on there about these two yeah. girls. Um, and when the police arrived there, um, surprise, surprise, they're on their feet after being run over by the by these cars. Um, <coughs> and as the, as the police were trying to gather information of what's going on and, and to mm -hmm. comfort them and put mm -hmm. a blanket around them, they broke loose and ran again into the highway and got run over. Yeah. One got run over by a okay. car. The other one got run over by yeah. a lorry. That's it. You mm -hmm. know, a, a massive lorry. Um, and um, of course, then the, the one girl, they were both more or less like unconscious. But when mm. the police were, you know, trying to assist them and they called for the ambulances, um, they the one rose up on her feet and That's started yeah. and started a, a well she overpowered the policewoman and then and then it took a gritty took the two police plus some members of the public to to um uh suppress this woman who'd been run over two times and mm. um she she was spitting at them shouting at them trying to bite them and she, she was shouting all the time to a sister that uh they're coming they're trying they're trying to they're going to take our organs that's what they were saying mm. prior to all of this there was no mental health issues on their on their record they'd yeah. never had any problems with depression but as you know the story goes when these two girls were finally taken to um hospital um the one left surprisingly left hospital within five hours and the other one, the other sister remained in hospital, but the one that left five hours after going there, um, she she was discharged from the hospital. And as she was walking uh, down the road, she uh, got chatty with a chap that she she saw. He invited. She must have given him a story. He invited her to stop over at his place for the night. Uh, a few <laughs> hours later, he was stabbed to death. Um, well, yeah. upon uh, upon stabbing him to death she then went walking down the, the the street again and as she was walking she had a hammer in her hand and she was self-arming herself and this member of the mm. public a young guy a strappy guy quite strong uh tried to stop her from doing it she knocked him out yeah she yeah. then went on to uh, another motorway bridge a highway bridge very high she jumped off broke broke she broke both of her legs she fractured a skull. She remained in hospital for three months. Then after yeah, three yeah, months, yeah. she was then um, uh, arrested by the police for the murder of the <coughs> chap that she stabbed. Yeah. And yes. during the interview, she she uh, she she he said no comment to every single question that was put to the police. Oh, just one other interesting point as well. After. Um, when she was, uh, sorry, 
when she was arrested by the police after all this stuff went on before she stabbed the guy after when she left hospital she had to pop to the uh, the police station to give a statement and information of where she's from and all that sort of information she was chatting up the police officer she was giggling and laughing oh. five mm. hours later she stabbed the man to death jumped off a bridge yeah. broke, a, broke both legs and then obviously uh, three months later when she was uh, out of hospital she said no comment to every single question that the police put mm. to her yeah now they put they put that down as some sort of strange mental health bizarre they incident it, they? they can't explain it they can't explain and one of the thing that the the police said that she had uh, 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 a bizarre power and also when you see on camera yeah, when it. they were both run over for the second time they said no human this is his words i'll quote his words the police yeah, officer's yeah, yeah. words no human body could survive that she did yeah she did she did she did uh, yeah yeah. Just make one yeah. final point on the on the guy who used to play the trumpet that we knew. <clears throat> yes, religious again, wearing a cassock. Yes, cassock. Where had them, he got where had he got that from? He's not, mm. he's not wearing uh, a cowboy outfit, is he? He's no, wearing a he's, priest. He's wearing cassock. a religious cassock, and it's usually again Catholic Catholic devil possession, whipping yeah. themselves. I mean, Luther used to do this before he got saved, whip himself, yeah, blood everywhere, and of course, it doesn't it doesn't make you any more holy. It just gives no. you more it, more, it, more of a, an inferiority complex. Well, I believe this flagellation is very much part of the practice of the Opus Dei um, people right. who belong to Opus Dei. They're, they're into this flagellation. How far they go with it, I don't know. But I've heard that, they, that they, oh. they, they, they whip themselves and they have hair, very coarse hair shirts. Um, and one of the men who was involved in this years ago, he was a cardinal. Uh, Catholic cardinal, well, they're all Catholic. Um, he was secretary of state and he died about 1930. And when they they came to undress him, they found mm. that he'd been wearing this hair shirt which had nails in it. Yeah, nails Ooh. in it. And his back was so lacerated and scabbed that he must have worn this for years this hair shirt with these tacks. They were like those thumbtacks, you know, the thumbtacks stitched into this hair shirt. Ooh flagellation i must follow the lord i'm not good enough and of course the, yes. yeah. terrible and, and of course this 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 is seeped down i think into opus day just two points to quickly yeah. mention uh, francis of assisi uh padre pio also oh, would yes. uh, mutilate themselves they would yes. cut themselves they'd use acid especially padre pio in the yeah. palm to denote in the, the palm the, yeah yeah of the lord of course the nails yeah. went through through the wrist not yeah, this is this is this is a stig this is what stigmata. we call stigma stigmata. Um still two yeah. guys who yeah. well, that's also sign a devil possession. Yeah, yeah. I think so the sixty two that... case sixty-two cases of stigmata that somebody found out, and also the marks around the forehead as well. Mm. Uh there are there's some marks around the, the forehead where the crown thorns was. This is self inflicted. Yeah, yeah self inflicted, yeah. Was it Graham Greene who wrote a book about Padre Pio to the guy? Was yes, he, he, yeah, no, well, Graham Greene was, was a <coughs> Roman Catholic convert, of course, and mm. he, he met he met the guy. And he said the guy's an old fake. <laughs> yeah. And he said he just loves all the attention, all these young women coming to see him, all oh, Padre Pio, they're throwing their arms around him and he's giving them hugs and kisses. He just loved it all, you know, yeah. and he said he was an old fake. He caught yeah. him in uh, apparently having a whiskey, smoking a cigarette in the sacristy. And that was Graham Green, who was very much into the old uh, Tridentine Catholic Church. Wasn't he made a saint as well, Pio? 
Oh, well, Graham Green. <laughs> no, Padre Pio. <laughs> I, I believe he is Saint Padre Pio now. Yeah. yeah, but it took a while before they got it going because there was all sorts of suspicions about the old boy, what he was up to. Yeah, I believe you're right. I'd have to, I'd have to check that out. Let's keep moving on and let Martin rejoin us. Suicide, yeah. very depressing subject. Uh, still very high. And of course, with these lockdowns, people are spending more time at home drinking. So they're uh, saying. Yeah, so they're saying. In fact, I was in yep. a supermarket a few days ago and I saw a guy behind me. He must have had 200 pounds worth of alcohol all stacked up on his trolley yep. waiting to uh, pay he, his bill. People are drinking more, apparently. I mean, I don't drink at all and I know you don't, but people are drinking more because of the lockdown and they're spending their um, their furlough money on alcohol uh, to get through. Of course, the pubs are closed, but yeah. the off-licenses aren't. In this country, we have what they're called off-licenses. I think in America you call them um, superstores or something or like stores. that, liquor or stores. liquor stores. So people, so the pubs are closed, but you can go mm. into these places, and most of them uh, run about uh, open for about twenty four hours a day and stock up on all the booze. A lot of it's illegal; it comes across from Poland and places yeah. like that. But uh, it is they're blaming yeah. the lockdown because of this. That this alcohol, this is an alcoholic problem. Yeah. So we started with devil possession, a very depressing subject. I know. Yeah. Of course, worst case scenario for somebody who is possessed is if they can't get deliverance from it, if they have lost themselves through alcohol, through drugs, through uh, addictions, whatever it may be, of course, many of them go on to uh, kill themselves, don't they? That's right. Yes, that's right. And a lot of the Uh, young people as well. But I've got three people in my mind who are known in the scripture to to have done this. Obviously, you've got Judas Iscariot, the most infamous. We all know uh, him. We all know him, yes. You've got King Saul, who was partly wounded, but finished himself off. And we don't Samson, know so much about him, do we? And, of course, Samson, yeah. who was detained by the Philistines, who was also, uh, they used fetters to, to bound him, like the devil-possessed yeah. man. He was bound yeah. with chains and uh, chains and fetters. Yeah. And still couldn't restrain the guy. Superhuman strength was broken off like Samson would do. So Samson uh, yeah. was able to bring the house down literally that was literally yeah you've got yeah. Saul, like i say who somebody asked a question a while ago was saul saved i believe he was and there's bible verse there's a bible verse for saul's uh salvation but judas scarrett of course is the most infamous he certainly wasn't saved mm. and of course you've known a few people haven't you patrick who have taken their own lives I, I've, I've known two people uh who were very good friends of mine 40, 50 years ago, who committed suicide. And one of them who did commit suicide, he was going through a rather unpleasant uh, divorce case at the moment, trying to get custody of his daughter and uh, his partner. I don't think he was married, said, you'll never see her again. We're going to move away. And it affected him so much that he swallowed um, dettol and bleach. Wow. And uh, he had an awful death. Um, It must have burnt the insides out. And his mother phoned me up and she told me, can you come round? He only lived about 20 minutes away from me. And I got round there and I can see him now lying on the bed and his face was twisted in pain as if he was trying to stop himself what he'd done. But it was far too oh. late then. And he was and his mouth was pulled right back. And you could see this. Uh, you, you could see on his teeth, on his lips, the color of the dettol and the bleach, the white bleach. It stained all his lips. And he was still warm. I remember that. And another person I knew, a very good friend of mine, who got into alcohol in a very, very big way. It led to him getting the DTs, I remember. And he had the awful sight of waking up in the night in the bedroom. The bed was full of snakes. And uh, he was lying with these snakes crawling over him. And what I can make out, it happened one night that he 
got out of this bed, jumped on the windowsill to get away from them and fell 35, 40 foot and broke his neck. Mm. Um, so that's, but that wasn't, that was a suicide to get away from these, these snakes. But yes, it's an awful thing, suicide. I yeah. remember years ago, we, we heard an American um, um, theologian who was talking to a captain in um, the police in Los Angeles. Do you remember, James? Yeah. And he was talking about the suicides. And he said, the funny thing is in Los Angeles, he said, it's, it's not all the bums on Skid Row, the old alcoholics. They don't commit suicide. No. It's the CEOs of big companies, the film directors who've got two or three Oscars. He said, these are the guys who are killing themselves, deliberately crashing themselves in the motorway into stone pillars. It's not the losers. That and really he, he, it's absolutely amazing. And we thought as directors, these people at the top of their game, sportsmen, um, writers, these sort of people who can't take it and they commit suicide. And they got everything, got millions in the bank. They got yeah. public acclaim. People love them. And they commit suicide. And it's not the old boy who sits there, you know, got some spare change and just wants to, you know, get a bit of backy or alcohol or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was very interesting that in spite of all that, it's not enough for them. They've got to end their life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and another interest, another interesting point there, brothers, is uh, there's one thing worse than, uh, you know, physical suicide. And that's spiritual suicide, because all yeah. of those listeners who, who may be watching this video tonight or in the future um you know if you don't put your trust in jesus christ yeah. you're you're committing spiritual suicide and yeah. when, when you end your life on earth uh yeah. i'm afraid you're never really going to die because yeah. what you're going to do you're going to go into that other dimension you're going to realize that life goes on it's never going to end never and that pain you live with in this life or the or the uh lasting will go, we'll go with you or the yeah internal uh issues that you suffered with all the all the pain yeah. and torment and anguish yeah. will last forever it's horrific yeah. i mean I my message sorry patrick no go on go on martin i was going to say my my message would be to anyone at all who's who's thinking um of suicide is please don't do it get yourself a king james yeah. bible read the gospel yeah. of john yeah in that moment of silence in that moment of grief, sadness, to the Lord. despair, yeah. reach out. Yeah. Because life does yeah. go on. So you're going to kill yourself to then be in a worse position, being in, yeah. a, in, in a place yeah. you, that, that there's no salvation after death, the physical death. So get yeah. saved yeah. here before you cross over to the other side. And, of course, year, years ago, you it, when you, you did commit suicide, you were buried in unconsecrated ground yes. in the cemetery. It was a mortal sin, wasn't it? mortal sin unconsecrated yeah. ground and i think that really went up to about the 60s it got pushed yeah. out vatican ii came along and uh, you you allowed back into the fold yes james yeah. what do you want to look at i think next? the worst uh, story that i can think of maybe two or three years ago was when peter upman jr killed himself yes and when i first heard that i thought it was a joke i thought it was fake news as we've heard recent years yeah. Uh, yeah. but i couldn't believe it i thought this is this this can't be true i mean rutman's son he had five sons with his first wife, five children with his first wife. And of course, when I looked it up and it said Peter Upman Jr. killed himself, he'd use a gun. And if that wasn't bad enough, he killed his two sons with a, with yes. a, with a silencer. Ooh. Again, that was, it. Again, that was a, it. it was a domestic issue. 
an unpleasant um, divorce that he was going through. I think the wife has said, we're moving to the West Coast. They, this, I think he lived in Washington, didn't he? I think he was involved with the government or something. And the wife said, I'm taking the kids and we're going to the West Coast. And I think it, it unbalanced him so much that he got his shotgun, which he happened to have, and it was fitted, Martin, with a silencer. So when he was able to shoot two children who were asleep in the bed and shot himself, the neighbors yeah. didn't hear anything. So he had obviously planned this, that the neighbors yeah. wouldn't have heard yeah. the gunshot and called the police. Tragic, though. Absolutely tragic. To take mm. your own life, but to take the life of two little ones as well. Yeah. You know, you know, the spirit of suicide, Patrick. Um, mm. it's, it's all, it's all, it's all, I mean, you know, when someone goes to that point and you normally find a lot of people when not someone who's like mentally alone and you know i'm talking about like some people are very wild with their suicide act and they kill other people yeah. with yeah. them that's 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 just like the devil the devil himself is suicidal sure he hates God. When, he hates you know when God. he yeah. get back at god he goes after god's creation because we're made in yeah. the image of god so he yeah. ruins us through temptation, he ruins us through vices, he ruins us through depression, he ruins us through loneliness, he ruins us through insecurity, self-harming, uh, trying to be like this, trying to be like that. And like yeah. you said, Martin, a few minutes ago, once you die, if you die last, that pain, which you thought was bad now, will last for all of eternity. Yeah. You're that, forever that, alive in a, in a yeah. lake of fire. That one would wish that they never committed suicide. So yeah. you've got to understand. I mean, when you're there, that's yeah. suicide, never-ending suicide. So don't do it here. Yeah. Get yourself a Bible and read it, please. Absolutely. Reach out to the Lord. Any final thoughts, brothers, before we wrap this message up? Yeah, I just want to uh, add something which has nothing to do with what we've been talking about. I, I was thinking earlier, a couple of days ago, about the Apostle Paul. And um, I just thought of the last couple of years of his life, and I... I'm reading something, one of my books that I was turning out, and I just want to share it with you, if I may. Um, Paul's last journey, as you know, was from Malta to Italy, and he landed at the little port of Putelio, P-U-T-E-O-L-I, and it was 120 miles from Rome. And he was escorted, of course, he was escorted, he's probably in chains, and he walked that 120 miles to be under house arrest, as you know, for two years. Very, very fruitful time for him in those two years, wasn't it, James? He was yeah. writing many letters um, to the uh, Ephesians, was it he was writing to? Romans. Um, Romans, very spiritual time. And of course, the guards who were with him <laughs> were also hearing all of this as well. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting, but eventually he pleaded his case and I believe he pleaded it with Nero and the guy I was reading says he it was. And he was then taken to the maritime prison, this awful prison. Um, I saw some photographs of it years ago, this awful dungeon. He was tortured there. He was in chains. He was naked. He was cold. Um, and he was taken there. And I often wonder whether he realized that when he went to Rome, that he'd never leave Rome alive, mm. that he was right. going there on that last final journey he was going to meet yeah. the lord he always wanted to meet the lord anyway but that last final journey and so i just thought of him in this cell you know this maritime prison and it's still there to this day tortured and chained and cold and waiting for execution what was going to happen but the yeah. fruitful two years that he had in that house 
What ha- James, you bit know a bit more about this. Luke was with him at that time, wasn't he? Only Luke was with him. Uh, Timothy was. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. And Timothy, uh, bring the parchments with you. Only Luke and my, was with me. Uh, and my cloak. And my cloak. And my cloak. We hope that Timothy got there on got there in time. But just a couple do of we, times, go on. Do we know about Luke? Do we know about Luke? Then he seemed uh, to drop off the picture. Then. Yeah, we believe he was he was martyred uh, later on. I think ninety AD he was martyred, or quite later on. Okay, okay then. <laughs> all, the, all the apostles are martyred. Yes, uh, except for John. From, apart from John, yeah. Who, uh, no, he, I think he was actually martyred later on. He was he was burnt alive, wasn't he? With oh, burnt alive later. later on. Then that's right. Yeah. But Second Corinthians four is an interesting verse to sort of finish on. Second uh, Corinthians four eight. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing, uh, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. So there's a man who suffered all of his life, was whipped yep. almost yep. 200 times, had an awful yep. ministry, as it were, as far as suffering was concerned. Never once pondered suicide. All the apostles, like I say, would be martyred for their faith. Yes. And also, quick footnote on the uh, the issue of casting out devils and uh, having authority over unclean spirits. There are five gifts of the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> You've got tongues, visions, prophecy. Uh, what are the other two? Uh, tongues, prophecy, Vision, visions, prophecy. healings. Healings uh, and... What's the other one? I forget the fifth one. It may come to me in a minute. In, in a minute. Yeah. Can't think. Paul was sick all his life. Mm. Nobody could help him out. Acts 12, James, the son of Zebedee, was martyred by Herod. Nobody resurrected him. No. And when he died, nobody replaced him. No. Timothy and Timotheus were sick. Trophimus, that's me. Trophimus Timothy was sick. Nobody healed those guys. Nobody prayed over those guys. No. So the gifts of the spirits last for maybe yeah. 20 years max. Yeah. I think from Acts 28 onwards, which is about 54 AD, I'm slightly guessing now. And then disappeared. The Bible, they start to drop off. Yeah. Uh, Acts 28, 63 AD. So by the time Paul is writing his epistles, the gifts are drying up because, of course, the Bible is our ultimate weapon against principalities and powers. Mm. So if Paul couldn't be healed, if Paul's friends couldn't heal him, if James couldn't be resurrected, even mm. better, resurrect him. Yeah, yeah. If he wasn't replaced, James, the son of Zebedee. Yeah. Uh, and if all Paul's friends were sick and nobody was able to heal those guys, that is even yeah. more further evidence that the gifts you know, had, had, dep- had gone. They'd gone by then. Prophecy, uh, prophecy, visions, speaking in tongues, healings, casting out devils. That's at least mm. five of them. Mm. They go as a package. There's five gifts of the Spirit. If you hold to one, you have to hold to all five. And this is why I go, I go after the JWs on. They don't believe in tongues. They don't believe in prophecy. But excuse me, they don't believe in tongues or visions, but they, they, but they believe in, in prophecy. They believe that their elders are anointed and that God speaks to the elders as, as do the Mormons. The Mormons believe in tongues. In fact, the Mormons are basically charismatic on the surface, but the JWs don't believe in tongues, don't believe in healings, but they believe in, in, in uh, revelations. But they don't believe in visions. You can't pick and choose which of the five you want. They can become mm-hmm. the package. Mm-hmm. The yeah. gifts of the Spirit are found in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. 
So if you take one, you have to take all you take five. Them all. Yeah. You can't yeah. pick and choose. Now, the Church of Rome also holds the gifts of the Spirit being for the day. Yes. They believe in prophecies, visions, yep. speaking in tongues, yep. healing, yep. casting out devils. But again, when was the last Pope <clears throat> that we can think of, whoever casted out, cast <laughs> out the Spirit? Or <laughs> no. When was the last time a Pope ever healed yeah. Yeah. a sick Pope? Like yeah. John Paul II. Who was very ill in the last five years of his life. Nobody could heal the guy. We'll go back to, was it Ratty, Pope Pius X? Had an yes. awful death. Nobody prayed over him, or Pope Pius XII, who had hiccups for 30 days, was it? I think it was <coughs> an awful way. Yeah, hiccups. And nobody could wave a magic hand over him, put the hands on him, and say, be gone, hiccups. And the guy suffered this hiccups. It's bad enough when you get it for 10 minutes, or isn't it, Martin? But to it have is, it yeah. for three, four weeks, <coughs> wow. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, as well, with these religions, I mean, are, are they not self-harming? Yes, yes. You've got unclean spirits. In a way. Being, You've got unsafe yeah. people, I think, putting unsafe spirits into unsafe people. I think so. It's like well, I just, want to, I just want to yeah. finish, if I may, with this discussion about the great Apostle Paul. And I know that James and I have talked about that when we get to heaven, uh, the mm. people we want to speak to and meet, and we'll, we'll stand <laughs> there and we'll say, we'll see a big queue of people, millions of people or thousands of people, and we'll say, who are they queuing up to talk to? And some will say, that's Paul get to the back of the queue but i just mm -hmm. want to finish up with a reading from um second timothy if i may to bring uh our discussion to second timothy chapter four the famous verse of course verse six for i am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand and literally it was at hand he knew i fought a good fight i have finished my course i have kept the faith henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day and not only me only but unto all them also that love his appearing marvelous absolutely marvelous yeah, um, as well. yeah absolutely wonderful the crown of life so that's what i want to say about paul that last two years he was walking into rome hot sun in chains with the bodyguards knowing possibly that he would yeah. never leave italy alive the end of the road was there and I think he probably welcomed it. But the things that man went through, as you say, James, shipwrecks, beatings, With, imprisonment, yeah. Uh, yeah. all of those things there. And I'll say one final thing before we wrap this message up. For those yes. who believe they can do the, they have the gifts of healing, the gifts of deliverance, the gifts of speaking in tongues, like no yeah. languages, yeah. being able to foretell the future. But let's stick with healing for a minute. If you have the gift of healing, yeah. please, please get off YouTube. Yeah. Go to the local hospital, yeah. go to the local mental ward. We've spoken about one yeah. place that we know well. Yes. Uh, to see somebody we know is working in a very difficult environment. Pray yeah. over these poor women. They're yeah. 11, they're 12, they're 13, they're 14, yep. they're 15, yep. they're 16, they're 17. Pray over these young girls. Take a camera with you. I'll film it. I'll go with you. Yep. Show us what you can do. In this yep. country, we have what's called the NHS, the yep. National Health Service. They are overworked. Over, uh, overworked, understaffed, underfunded, they would be desperate for a healer to go in there and clear yeah. all those wards out. Yeah, yeah. Deal with mental health, which you can't always yeah. see. Yeah. Deal with blindness, deal with people who can't hear, cast out those spirits. If you think you can do it, they never do it. No. All these so called they, healers, they are can't. Very busy. they're very yeah. busy on YouTube, very yeah. busy in their churches. 
it's mainly the placebo yeah. effect. It, it's charlatans. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Praying, uh, praying yeah. on people with weak consciences. Yes, Martin. Yeah. They're, they're entertainers, James. They're entertainments. Yeah. It's, it's like yeah. a lot of these. I mean, it's great to sing hymns and, and psalms to the Lord. But, you know, these big events, music events, and it's all praise and worship Jesus in that way. It's it's entertainment. You know, God is spirit, it, therefore worship him in spirit. And, we, and when you look at these big events, Martin, they're like, it's like a nightclub. You've got strobe lights. You've got a group there, haven't you? Yeah. Pumping you know out. What it's you, know what it's you know what it's speaking? It's speaking money. That's what it's yeah. speaking. Yeah. Because they haven't gone yeah. in there for free. Everybody wants to be part of a show, don't they? Yeah. 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 Again, please get off YouTube, get off Facebook, go to the go to yeah. your local hospitals, hospices, pray over the dying. How about COVID nineteen? Mm, we've yeah. lost fifty we've lost fifty thousand people this year. Yeah. Fifty thousand yeah. people. Why haven't they go got to, the cure? Go to the yeah. tomb, go to the graveyards, raise up the dead. Jesus could do it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> You want to give me John 14? I just read it. Do greater works than these. Go to your local graveyard. Yeah. Uh, bring the dead back to life again. Paul could do it. Peter could do it. I know. Yeah. Anyway, we've gone in, 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 in one way or another. Yeah. In one way or, or another, the people that you've been talking about there, James, plus all of these, um, you know, religions where they, they feel as if they've got to whip themselves and do things. You know, all they're doing it. at all they're doing at the end of the day is denying the finished work of our blessed Lord Jesus Christ. They have no interest in the atonement. They're whipping it's themselves. Not, but Martin, it's not enough for them what he did that's on the cross. They've got not, to add to that. As the Mormons that's, teach. That's it. As the Mormons teach. And the Will you lead us in prayer then, James? A final prayer before we go? Yes, Father, thank you for your blessings. We ask you to be with us as we sign out for the evening now. We pray that you'll bless all those who don't know you and those who do know you. We ask you to fill uh, with your spirit. We ask you to cleanse us of our own sins, our own iniquities, our own failures and weaknesses. We pray this has been of help to many people. It's been a very difficult subject to speak about this evening. We've had many issues surrounding us, buffeting us in ways that it's hard to uh, explain. But we know that the heat is always on us. We thank you for our salvation. We ask you to fill us with your spirit, please, Lord, and cleanse us from our sins and fill us with the Holy Ghost. and. Lead those who aren't saved uh, to the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for this now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay. Thank you, Martin. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. And God bless, God bless everyone. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. Very thank, much. You. thank you. Thank you. Good night.